Welcome to I Needed That. I'm Matthew Blades. And I'm Chris Powell. This is episode number one of our new podcast, dude. This is so cool. I'm ready. I'm I ready. I am too. I'm excited. We've got some great stuff coming up on today's podcast. Chris is going to put on a master class in goal setting today. And I'm telling you, by the time you're done with this thing, man, people are going to have a clear understanding and some real tools on how they can make things happen for themselves. So please turn the volume up when that master class begins. Really hope that helps. And uh, Howard Stern, I cannot believe it. He brought you up on his show the other day. So let me ask you a question. If Howard Stern brings you up on the show, are you going to feel pretty good about it? Well, it depends on what he's saying because Howard Stern is not nice to most people, but... I don't know. How do, you, how do you feel about it? I think he was pretty nice to me. I think he was. I, yeah. think he, I think he respects you a lot. You guys, you have to hear what he said about Matthew. All right. It's all coming up on this episode. Episode number one of I Needed That. We're going to kick things off with a great conversation about how you almost missed the birth of your son. Oh, bro. It was so close. Let's go. Episode one of I Needed That starts right now. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? How you feeling over there in your navy button-up shirt? I'm feeling good. How are you feeling in your flowery button-up shirt? <laughs> I got the memo. Let's drop it. I'm excited about this one today, dude, because both of us have been in a position of the last year, year and a half, where we've had to blow up something that we've built. Yes. And uh, that's the title of episode number one. I'm Matthew Blades, Chris Powell. What's up, man? What's up, buddy? It's good to be here. Oh, it's so good to be here. This is like it now. Like we're finally podcasters, okay? This is it. This is episode one, so it's official. Yeah. We've And how long have we been talking about this? It's safe to I mean, say maybe four months, five yeah, months? Yeah, four to five months at least. But we've, we've been talking about doing stuff together. I mean, for... 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had you on the radio show a lot, but yeah, there was, we, we've always kind of said, how do we join forces together? Well, and we did some really cool stuff back in the day because yes, I was on your show, but then you would turn out to all of our, our mountain hikes and everything. And you were supporting, you know, it was cool. I was cool. At any given moment, we would, we would announce one of these hikes and we'd have a hundred people, 150 people show up and we would all take them up a mountain together. Like, and for a lot of people, that was their first time out outdoors doing something in years. I know. It was magical. It was unbelievable. It was eye-opening for me because, well, then you had the show on TV and we were getting, you know, everybody had you in their living room every night of the week, which, by the way, we should mention that you're back on Hulu right now. Yeah. How awesome is that? That's kind of neat. Right? It's all How do things the- like that happen? Well, Can you take us behind the scenes? Yeah. So, um, so obviously, we, we, we shot the show and the ABC purchased the show for the, the rights to air it in the United States. And then uh, Warner Brothers ended up buying the show and they sold it to like 148 countries around the world, which is super cool. But then um, I don't know exactly how it works, but ABC must still have some rights with it. They, you know, actually it was sold in syndication to TLC and Discovery, but now ABC brought, they bought it back and now they're, it's on Hulu. So it's so, it's super cool because now we've got all of our episodes, five seasons there. It's playing on Hulu. I don't even think you had your kids when you recorded those episodes. So, so um, maybe one, season, maybe cash was season, one season one. No cash wasn't born yet. So was, cash was born at the end of season one. Okay. Yes. If, if, if there's, there's a wild story, actually, he was, he was supposed to be born on the day that season one aired for the first time, like the premiere. And, uh, and I didn't want, I, I can't miss the birth of my own son and, but they needed me in New York. And I'm and so I, I told him straight up, I was like, I'm so sorry guys. Like this is one of the two of the biggest experiences of my life. Obviously, my my show is premiering for the very first time, and my son is being born. But I'm like, 
I'm sorry, ABC, I can't go. I can't go to New York because I can't possibly miss the birth of my son. Maybe if it had been the second, you would have gone to New York, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is true. Know. Yeah, with Ruby, of course. I was I was ah. in Montreal. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but it is true. But you know what though? Uh, they appreciated it. How cool is that? Kudos for what it's worth. I had the most incredible experience with ABC because they really are a family. They're they're owned by Disney and they're all about family. And they're like, you know what? I mean, there there were some people that were upset, but they all on at the end of the day they understood. They (laughs) this is wild. They got me a private jet, and they said we will literally fly you out and back in a private jet that day. You won't miss a thing. And I was like okay, can we really do this? They literally, it was out and back <laughs> private jet experience. I didn't ask for it. My agent did, but it happened. And it was like, and it, it worked. It, and I was, I I was out and back in a day and I made sure that Heidi was good and everything. You know, she wasn't dilated or anything like that. And I was like, okay, we can do this. And I, I wanted to make sure that everything was good. And it was, and we made it happen. They made it happen. So thank you. Thank you to ABC because I was back in time for the birth of my son. I'm telling you, speaking of jets, I just went to Salt Lake City, Utah last week to speak at the Energy Healing Conference. I'm on my way back and I'm going through security at Salt Lake and I've never been at this airport before. And I get to the line and there's two long strips of carpet. One's green, one's yellow. And there's uh, TSA agents and there's a guy with a dog, like a police dog. Yeah. And this dog is literally just going, just pacing back and forth. And uh, so we, we get to the rug and the TSA agent says, you're on this rug, you're on that rug. When I say go, I want all of you, to, you both of you just to walk through. The dog's going to pass in front of you and behind you and then just keep on going, right? I'd never seen this in my life before. I never have either. You haven't either? No. So I get on the rug. I walk with this other woman. The dog kind of does its thing around us, and then we just we go off into security land, and, and that's the end of it. And then I get to the thing where I'm like getting ready to take off my belt, my shoes, and take out my laptop and all yeah. this stuff, and the woman's like, you don't have to take any of that out. I said, what do you mean? She's like, the dog's cleared you. Wow. So why are we doing this at every single airport in America? Right. Rather than radiating us when you step into that booth and they send all those. And this dog looked like it was having the time of its life. Wow. So I go online. I I Google right away. I'm like, dogs in the airport. What is this? I'm fascinated by it. And this is program they put back in like 2017. The dog, I learned two things. The dogs are there to sniff for explosive. They're they're not looking for drugs. They're like not cartel dogs. Right. They're just sniffing for things that might cause explosions. So that kind of a, a thing. And then B, the thing that I learned is that they clear you. And so you don't have to take out any of your liquids, your laptops, any of that. It was fascinating, bro. Dude, that's amazing. I actually had the most amazing airport security experience probably about six months ago. Um, I'm Phoenix going to Salt Lake. And uh, so I go through security and they send me into the booth, you know, where it spins and radiates you and everything. So I come out and the guy goes, oh, you've got, looks like you've got something on, on your, on your leg. So he goes down there and he actually starts like patting down. Sir, those are my muscles. <laughs> he, starts, <laughs> he starts patting down my, my thighs and, he, and he, he's, he takes his knuckles and he starts knocking on it like a door, like on the side of my leg. He goes, medical device? And I'm like, no, but thank you so much. That's my quad. <laughs> and I was like, you just, you made, just my, made day. my day. Could you please touch <laughs> my chest next? Because it too is incredible. Right? <laughs> medical device. That's I was amazing. like, yes. Wow. All those squats for 20 years finally Bro. paid off. Yes. You I, are the definition of hard. <laughs> there you go. He knocked on my leg like it was a wooden door. That is hilarious, man. <laughs> yes. and I was Isn't like, that oh, funny? I finally made it. Yeah. 
All those years of training paid off. It's hard though. Grab a drink of water because yeah. you know I was. Uh, my boys are really into uh, working out right now. So they're thirteen and they're sixteen. And they're really it's they are prime time. Oh, right it there, is yeah. the prime time. And um, you know the the timing of this podcast is great too because I keep telling them to like watch some of your videos, get on the app, do some of these workouts, right? Yeah. And um, you gotta you gotta tell me the truth. It's 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 a lot of effort to stay kind of chiseled up. Isn't it? I mean, you can't really afford to slip up for too long. It, it required some thought early on. And then after that, it be, I'm not kidding you, it becomes very reflexive. I spent so many years building a base. Um, and when I say building a base, not just building a base as far as muscularly go, like, as, as far as the musculature goes, but really building a base as far as the habit formation, which again, this is why I'm so passionate about it with my people, because it's like, you know, they, they're programmed in a certain way of thinking. And then you actually have to focus on the reprogramming of that. And then the repetition of that program, but it takes effort. And once you build that base and you're used to eating a certain way, um, because I'll tell you what, staying chiseled is 100. It's not 100%. I'm going to tell you it's about, I'm going to lean toward 80% diet. You know, and, and I'm sure we've probably heard that before. It's, it's hard to made in the kitchen. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. It's hard to put a number on it, but it really is majority nutrition. So, um, yeah. And so like re really kind of like setting that foundation, um, it's, it's easy to stay in it because the thing is when you start to eat outside of that and you start to go a little bit overboard, you feel it. And, and it really, it, it, it depends on what it is that you're constantly seeking. But for me, I chase energy and mental clarity. And so, and also, and, and, and feeling good. And I don't like digestive issues. And so that's why I just don't like to eat food that really doesn't agree with me. Well, Makes sometimes, sense. sometimes I do every once in a while it's totally okay and we can get away with it but yeah you know i mean and it, it doesn't hurt that it keeps me employed <laughs> as far as staying lean so um we're gonna have a lot of great guests stopping by our podcast uh in the next couple of weeks and one of the people that we're gonna bring on is dr holly who you've done some work with on the show before what are you looking forward to with dr holly when she gets here next week so dr holly and i we've got an incredible history and uh, so she was the doctor dr holly white is her name and james hill these are the they're two doctors that we met at the university of colorado when they they built this massive medical campus and those are two of the doctors that they actually head hunted and they pulled them in to help build out their research. They're two of the most they're highly respected doctors in the obesity research field. And they do a ton of work through the National Institute of Health. And, um, and so I met them because they were the doctors, the official doctors on our show. So if you watch the show on ABC or now you can watch it, of course, on, on Hulu, Hulu yeah. you'll see Dr. Holly in there, Dr. Holly Wyatt and James Hill. All right. So that's going to be uh, next week's show. We have a little bit of fun with music on this podcast because we're both huge music heads. Uh, it's, it's critical to my, I think music is my best friend. Oh man, I I, I've established that long ago. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if you can identify a song. It's a it's a pop hit. It's a mainstream okay. hit. Last week, if you recall, on the trailer, actually, it was um, "Intergalactic" by yes, the Beastie Boys. Yes, yes. <laughs> can you name this song in in one note? Are you ready? Oh boy, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Yep. <laughs> yep. Imagine Dragons. It is um, radioactive. You gonna hit me with one? I got, I got one for you. All buddy. right, all right. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'm okay. impressed by that. Okay, let me let me see if yeah, you can put do it this. up I'm to gonna, the microphone. Yep, I'm gonna hold it up to the microphone. Let's see if you got this. Ready? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, you got the tune. Yes. It's a remake, right? Yes. Isn't it Johnny Cash Hurt? No, no. no. It's Johnny. Ca- it's not even Johnny. Ca- Is it Johnny Cash? No, it's not Johnny Cash. <laughs> he was amazing, by the way. But <laughs> yeah, you got the song. <laughs> You're so close. Help me. The Sound of Silence. The Sound of yes, Silence. That's yes. a good one. By Disturbed. I would not have gotten remake. that. I yes. would not have gotten that. The old Simon and Garfunkel song. I, I know s- how people felt when I was on the radio. They would say, I never know the title and the artist's songs. And I'm like, how can you not know? But this is one of those where <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. I, I got you. And you're good at this game. Yeah. And I got you. Good for Yay. you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you. You stumped me it's on awesome. that one. You stumped me on that one. I love it. <laughs> um, well, let's jump into our topic today, man. It's, yes. uh, it's called Blow Up What You Built. We came up with that title for this podcast because we both had to blow up some things that we built. And I thought I would offer up an illustration for folks. And it's one you and I talked about before we started recording. Uh, For several years, I studied under a geshla and did lots of uh, Buddhist training. And I didn't know this. You didn't know that. No, I didn't. Yeah, know for about this. four and a half, five years, I got Holy really locked smokes. and loaded on it. it was We've awesome. got some talking to do we then. Do. Yeah. Yes. But one of the things that you learn about when you study uh, Buddhism is that the uh, Buddhist monks will get together in Tibet and they will build these beautiful sand castles called mandalas, right? It's basically colored sand and they spend weeks, if not months, coming up with these gorgeous, think about it like what a puzzle would look like at the end. And then as soon as they're done, there's a ceremony and they mess it up. Right. And they blow it up and, yep. and, and it's gone. And the lesson is that it's the journey, not the attachment to the final product that you should be paying attention to. Yes. Okay. Hopefully yes. that resonates with people. I know it resonates with you. It does. Well, the, the concept resonates with me, but as soon as that sucker is done, you know, the first thing I would, would want to do is take a bunch of pictures of it, uh-huh. you know, and try to memorialize it. But, you know, you can't do you that. You don't do that. You can't do that. You and don't it's like, oh. do it. Here's the thing. I, I get the concept. I'm still working on the process of it, though. It's one of those things, you know? So I'm somebody who uh, 100% blew up what I built for 27 years. I worked very, very hard to radio personality and worked hard in that industry. And uh, this past year, uh, for those of you who don't know me, I walked away from my radio show with a year left on my contract, six-figure income guaranteed for the next couple of years of my life, probably. And uh, I just had had enough. I was at that table with my other, you know, with myself and I was looking at that mandala and I just said, I can't do this anymore. It's not who I am. It doesn't represent the place that I'm in in my life. And I am ready for something different. I want to build something different. I wasn't enjoying, I wasn't enjoying the journey anymore, anymore. And so many people have fallen into that space. You know, we talk about the great resignation. That's a real thing. A lot of people have walked away from jobs, but I think what I would enjoy our conversation to be about today is how to do it. How, you know, like, what does it take? And how do you know when you're at a place where you need to blow up something that you've built? If you don't mind my asking, what, how did you know? And you just touched upon it, but like, what was the final moment? What, what was there? Was there a, a point with which you just said no more? Was it like a, a pain point? So were you running away from something or were you running towards something? Yeah, that's a great question. And I would say that I would, I would, I'd communicate. It's a slow process. Number one, I think for any adult, it's probably a slow process unless you just lose your mind, you walk out. Right. Right. Um, then <laughs> I did. That happens. And then, listen, yeah. that, that does happen sometimes, but I wanted to be careful about it. And I have family with two kids. And so, you know, I, I was, I believe pretty articulate to the people around me that I wasn't satisfied, that things weren't moving in the direction that I wanted them to be. And then 
when they came to me uh, probably about a year and a half ago and they said, we're going to cut your salary by 50%, mm. but to help you make up some of the money, we're going to give you a bunch of extra work. And so I jumped on it like a fool uh, and did all of that. And it absolutely sent me into a tailspin. So I ended up getting shingles. I ended up getting panic attacks. I remember the shingles. And so that's yes. when I knew, Chris. So yeah. you say, was there a bend and breaking point? The bend and break point was legitimately when I got to, I was sitting in the hospital room after that third panic attack and they wow. had done every test on my body and physically everything was fine. I knew yeah. I had to get to work on the stuff upstairs and it was time for a new chapter in my life right wow. then and there. That was wow. it. Yeah. Well, your body physically rejected it. And yeah. don't you think that a lot of people have that, but they're ignoring yes. the signs yep. every single day? I 100% I believe in that. I haven't told you this, but I actually got shingles once. When? Yeah. It was, uh, so I was, I had a, a meltdown when I was 22, 23. Uh, it, I was pursuing a, the path of being a flight instructor and then moving on into the airlines. Yeah. And I just had an absolute meltdown uh, with everything that was going in on in life. And uh, yeah, I, I didn't, it wasn't. Where did you get them? Uh, so left side of my body. Yeah, I was where you get them on, on, you get yep. them on your torso yep. or your face. Yeah, and nothing on my right. On my left side, it was all under, it was actually underneath my chest. Yep. <laughs> it was actually a really funny experience because I didn't know what was wrong. I thought I was just sick as all get out and I had blisters breaking out underneath my chest. So I ended up going to, I almost want to say St. Luke's was what it was, which is a, which is a, um, it's a educational medical educational hospital where like they have a lot of students coming through there. So I was laying on a gurney in there and, um, I'm still trying to figure out, I don't know what's wrong with me. And sure enough, um, uh, doctor or maybe as a nurse walks in with probably five or six other people in gowns and they've all got clipboards and she's like, and here's patient zero six, eight, five, four, you know, as you can see, this patient is experiencing this and this and this, and they're literally all looking at my chest and taking notes. And I'm like, what is going on right now? Well, someone just tell me what I've got. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, shingles. Yeah. Shingles, well, and yeah. you need people have to understand that they only manifest in stress. Bingo. So yeah. it's, it has something to do with the chicken pox as a kid and they lie dormant until you flip and hit red, which you did. And I did. Um, and you yeah. did. And, and then they present themselves. And, um, that's what's so unbelievable to me about it. So I would say to anybody, it's like, if you're getting shingles, your body is screaming at you to do something different. Yeah. Your shingles or panic attacks, yeah, migraines, migraines. I mean, again, th th we are not doctors. We're not here to diagnose anything. Please go see oh, your, your, your physician, like your, your, um, um, I just like to plant the seed. I like to say to people, like, if you're experiencing these other things, you just should know that it could be a possibility that there's something else. You, of course, you have to go to the doctor. You have to get the test. You have to get the blood. You have to do all of those things and wave it out. But 100%. Yeah. I mean, if what, by, by well, and large, you're getting shingles, man. Like, you're, you're freaking maxed. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Especially something like that. This is tied directly to trauma and stress and stuff like right? that. So, being yeah. overwhelmed. Absolutely. Or, you know, a lot of times, I mean, uh, digestive issues are huge linked with massive amounts of chronic stress. And so, I mean, uh, again, and, and I, you know, even in my work, I work with people who are dealing with a lot and, and obviously a lot of the folks that I, I work with, they'll turn to food to numb that. But at the same time, they're, it's, this is about dealing with the underlying issues. And so this is why we want to, we want to open up the conversation because it's like, 
we're all dealing with something. Yeah. And if it's manifesting itself physically in your body, man, time to go get that sucker checked yeah. out. Go see your doctor, but also maybe go see a therapist. Yeah, amen you know? to that. Here we go again with the holistic approach to overall health because it is mental, it is physical, it is social, it is all the above. Well, you should. It should be noted right, that that right after that panic attack that I had, I checked myself into a mental and spiritual holistic retreat for four days, and I checked in three days after that that appointment. So I was wow. in the doctor on Monday, and by Friday I was at at a, a mental and and holistic retreat where I was ready to get into it i remember this and i remember because obviously you are a big radio personality here in in phoenix everybody everybody knows who you are matthew everybody knows who you are you've been doing this for 27 years but you were so public about it and i remember just following your instagram i remember them talking about it on the news but also howard stern brought it up on his show you have to you have to share this story I'm on the air. It's seven o'clock in the morning and I get a text message from my buddy. He says, Howard Stern is talking about you right now. And my heart sank. Oh, dude. Because that's, that's 99% of the time. That's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. (laughs) Here uh, is the audio courtesy of the Howard Stern show. Over the summer, I'm reading this article about a DJ named, I don't know the guy. I don't know where he works. I don't know what his act is. Maybe he's a music guy. I, I don't know what he does on the radio, but Matthew Blades a disc jockey who released a statement that he is going to a treatment center to get help. So right away, my eyes perked up. Yeah, what what does he need to be treated for? He needed to be treated. I think he had anxiety or something. This guy, Matthew Blades, he said he got shingles and panic attacks. Such a weird thing to have that do, because I like Howard. Yeah. I enjoy listening to his show. Oh. I just haven't been able to because I've had my own show for the last, you know, 20 years. <laughs> right. Yeah. No kidding. No, I mean, I used to listen to Howard Stern right back in high school. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was yeah. amazing. Just to be mentioned by him, it's like, oh, you made it. <laughs> I, I tell <laughs> everybody, and I actually sent Howard a note after, and I said, uh, listen, I, I'm, I want you to know that I appreciate the reason that you brought that up on your show. I I don't care that you talked about me and you gave me mentions or anything like that. It's irrelevant. I appreciate that you told that story because a lot of people need to hear that story. Yes, There's a lot of people who are just absolutely at their wits end. they're maxed out. They don't, they're in a career. They just hate life. Doesn't make sense to them right now. They feel they're not, but they feel totally broken down and they just are looking. They're desperate for something new. That's, how I was just desperate for something new. And so Howard mentioning that on his show and then really truly going to bat for me yeah, for going and doing the work as, cause you know, he's a guy who's, he's very public about the fact that he goes to therapy and all that yeah, stuff yeah, too. Absolutely. It put wind in my sails, man. It was that it was, it was literally at that point where I was like, wow, I'm in such alignment with my life right now. The guy who's at the pinnacle of what I do for a living is bringing me up on his show. That's how yeah. it felt to me. Yeah, as as he should, though, because by you being public about it, here's the thing. Again, like I was just saying, everybody's struggling. Yeah. And the moment that you actually bring up your own struggles, and I don't care if it's if you bring it up to you, it's your husband or your friends or whatever. Everyone goes, oh, man, me too. Yeah. Not, not everyone, but, and maybe not even in your closest circle, but that's usually what someone, people are so scared to, to bring it up. And the moment you do, how many people went, oh, shame on you. Nobody, no, right? No, not one. I mean, please, please tell me if somebody said something and how many people went, oh my gosh, me too. Thank you for that. Um, did you hesitate 
to be so public about it? Did you, was there any bit of you that went, maybe I don't want to share this. Maybe people will see me differently. Saturday night I was in my retreat and I was, uh, after I went back to, um, my, my, uh, sleeping quarters, if you will, for her, for mm-hmm. the, uh, the night I had this thought, which was, there's a lot of people out there in this world who feel like they could never take a trip like this to go get the help they need. There's a lot of people who probably feel like they don't have the money or the resources to make something like this go. And legitimately there might be some factors that sure. are very real in that space. But I felt so deeply on, on Saturday night that the only way I was going to heal myself was to be a complete open soul about how and what I went through at the expense, because the mantra that I had in my, my, my retreat was that healing me will heal the other people around me. Yes. And I, yes. like we talked about last week, I was just ready for healing. I was ready to feel better about my life, feel better about the people in my life. And so that was a, that was a big turning point for me. It is. It's a huge. To, it's to realize huge that I wanted to share a hundred percent. You experience this all the time because you're the vessel. You're the safe guy now, right? You talk about weight loss. You talk about obesity. You talk about all the things you talk about now. Everybody feels comfortable coming to you. I and while I my not all of my life struggles are the same as the folks that I'm working with. I've only realized that I can be that for them when I open up about my own struggles, my own addiction to painkillers, which is a journey unto itself. Is it a two year dive into opioids and it, it was you know where i lost everything and then and my own struggles with with anxiety and depression and my own journey on medication there and and through six or seven different therapists and and everything i mean it's like and it's only when i can do that because if i'm out there i'm like look at me i can bench press x amount of pounds and yeah. you know i'm look, chiseled yeah i'm you know 10 percent body fat there's zero connection there I love to explore myself physically, mentally, and socially, but nothing has set me free, like opening up about my own struggles with my people, and then and it has connected me with them, and, and I feel so, like, and again, it's like, I feel like I've just created this amazing extended family of people I, I know and love and people I don't know and I love. <laughs> So back to this idea of blowing up what you built uh, and, and people finding themselves at a stage where they're ready to blow up something that they've built. And now it's a little scary because now they've got a blank piece of paper in front of them that they have to fill out again. Right. Um, what's some, you know, A, the first thing that I like to say to people is, what do you want to put on that paper? You probably haven't asked yourself that question in a lot of years, have you? Right. Well, what do you want to put on that paper? What else did you say to somebody? What do you, what, like, you know, let's, let's keep going. So, so this is actually where we get down into some really, some tactical stuff. I like And, that. and here we go. And Solutions I'll, and strategies. That's what this is all about. And so really, honestly, like, and this is, again, there is a direct link with the, the neuroscience of this. And it's all about goal setting. And you've, um, I'm sure many of you have probably heard, maybe some of you haven't about setting a smart goal. Sure enough. Um, if you actually look into the neuroscience of smart goals, it is effective. It is extremely effective at actually getting somebody motivated to move towards something in the first place. And so SMART is an acronym that stands for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound or time-sensitive. I love being applauded you for remembering that. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> I've, I've delivered this yeah, one a lot of times. <laughs> and and it's, it's, it's funny because you hear a lot of people, you know, talking about SMART goals, SMART goals, SMART goals. And the reason why so many people talk about it, um, it's because it is truly effective. And again, the research has shown that setting a long-term SMART goal 
is one of the most powerful motivators to get people moving in the first place. But here's a little caveat. Here's, here's a little curveball at you. Um, it is maintaining that focus on the smart goal while you're in the journey has actually been found to be not as um, powerful at keeping people motivated. So it's, a, it's, it's amazing to set that goal to get you moving, but then to keep moving, there's a different approach. So here we are at step one. If you've got a blank slate, you've, you've, you're going through the work to clear your past and you're figuring out, oh man, I just made a huge leap. What do I, I want to do? You need to sit back. Let's do some, some digging and say, look, where do you want to go? Is it specific? And when I say specific, don't be like, oh, well, I, I think I want to do this or, you know, or, you know, and I'll give you a weight loss example. I just, I really want to be leaner. I want to be healthier. Not a specific you know? enough yeah, goal. Yeah. I want to, I want to lose weight, you know? how much do you want to lose? What, what does it look like? What does it taste like? Really like get your senses involved. What does it sound like? What does it look like? What does it taste like? What does it smell like? You know, what, yeah. what do you do when yeah. you're that way? Yeah. How, how does it feel when you, when, yeah, exactly. What do you do when you wake up the morning and you are at your goal and you put your feet on the ground? What does that person do? Like, let's talk about specifically what it is that, that you want to achieve. Is it measurable? Is it a, is it a specific weight? Is it a perhaps getting your cholesterol under 200? Like you put a number, it's got to be quantifiable so that you can measure it. So because otherwise it's, I want to get healthier. Well, how do you, how do you know if you're healthier? Right? I make this analogy to my hockey people all the time. Uh, and so I, I think this will resonate with a lot of people. Um, golfers, okay? If you don't golf, that's fine. You don't have to golf. Imagine you went to go play a round of golf and you, you, you've got your, you're lined up. You're going to grab your club and the, the ball is there and you don't look or see where the pin is. And so you're just going to get up and you're just going to swing. Right. Yes. And right. I, you may get to your goal. Yeah. But if you could just look at it and have it in your sights when you're hitting the ball, you're going to get closer to the action. Absolutely. And so I love that analogy because you, you, it's, it helps people visualize that they do need to see it. That's it. Yeah. You, you have to see it. And again, going back to the, the behavioral I'm so sorry if you hear kids. The kids running talking. around. Hey, 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 Cash and Ruby, we can hear you guys. We just need, yeah. and it's okay. You're at like an eight if you can go to a six. Thanks, You're dude. awesome. Thanks. Thanks, guys. This is, this is a home studio. Hey, I love this, it, man. That's what happens, hey, man. listen, but I told you earlier, I'm dad first, so I love this crap. Go. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny, but he, I mean, when he turned the corner around, he looked like he's in, he, didn't he look like he was in yeah. a lot of trouble? Yeah, I'm sorry. No big deal. <laughs> no, it's all good. But hey, we had this conversation three or four times already. <laughs> um, you're way nicer about it than I am, by the way. Yeah. Um, well. Yes, but so yeah, it, you when you can actually visualize it again, there was there is a greater, believe it or not, a dopamine release, right? So dopamine is a it's a neuromodulator of motivation to actually, and it's tied with movement. So like it will put you into motion when you can see it. Um, so we we talked about specific, measurable, like it's got to be quantifiable, attainable. Is it truly can you do can it? you do it? And by the way, in in the world of goal setting, they've actually found that um, when it comes to setting a goal, if you set a goal that is not attainable and you cannot achieve it, you're doing far more harm than had you even started to approach to aim for that goal in the first. Would place. an example you be should, somebody who is wanting to lose weight who also says, "I want to be an. I also want to run in a triathlon at the end of the year." It's like first things first. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Focus on one thing at a time. Or it's like I got a lot of people that were like, "Hey, I want to lose weight. I've got 200 pounds to lose. I want to lose 100 in the next month and a half." 
Yeah. And it's like, okay, you know, it's going to be my job right now to pull the reins back on that and, you know, give you realistic expectations of what's possible so that we can set a goal. Now, here's the thing. You should set a goal. that's going to stretch you, but I'm going to go back to the research here. This I'm so excited about having these doctors and these researchers on. They've actually found that um, when you're goal setting to set your goal so that you, there's about an 85 to 90% chance that you know you're going to hit it, but you got to stretch the other 10%. I prefer 90%. I, I want 90% certainty that you're going to hit this thing and you can, you got it, but you got to stretch the other 10%. Those are going to be some really good goals that will help you get further. Believe it or not though, um, I, I usually get there after a little while early, especially early on when I'm working with people that don't believe in themselves at all. I will only set goals that they that I know they can hit over and over and over and over again until we can build, build them confidence. build the confidence up. Yeah. Then I'm going to say, now let's set a goal that's going to stretch you a little bit. So we don't we don't stretch yet. Don't stretch yet if you're not there. If you're not ready for that. If you have tried and failed over and over and over again, you don't believe in yourself and you're in that dark place. Let's start setting goals that you know you can hit. Okay, that, that's another conversation. That's a show unto itself right there. So is it attainable? Is it relevant? You brought up golf. It's like, well, I really want to lose weight, but I also really want to, you know, knock, you know, nine nine hits off my golf game. Yeah, nine, <laughs> you know, nine strokes. Yeah, nine, nine strokes. Sorry. That's, I love there, that. There, there, that would be me, man. That would be me in another sport. Who here doesn't golf? Yeah. This guy right here, clearly nine hits off my golf. Okay, nine strokes. I love that. Okay. I'll stick to lifting weights, okay? Please do, yeah. Bro, you can throw a bunch of weights on a barbell and I can add them up in a split second. I believe it. I don't even know what it's called when you swing a golf club. It's called a stroke. That's right. Okay. So, um, yeah, but it's like, hey, is it relevant to you? Like, do you really want to lose weight or would you rather focus on golf? Let's focus. If you Like, let's focus on one thing at a time. And if, there's got to be a totem pole of priorities. And if it's a real good big priority, okay, then that's a good smart goal. And then time bound. This one. It's huge. You got to put a time on it. So, hey, by by August first. It's not by like twenty twenty five. Yeah, you that no, you could though. But but if you say by January first, twenty twenty five, that legitimately. What what if your goal is? I want to, you know, I'm going to build a successful small business, um, you know, with twenty five employees by twenty twenty five. Fair enough. All right. By January 1st, 2025, you know, as long as you put a time on it, you got it. It's got to be time bound. And it's the wildest thing because the moment you do that with any human and you actually, and they give a date, all of a sudden there's this little twinge in their stomach and they go, Oh boy. Oh, here we go. And it, it is a powerful motivator. And anyone who's ever signed up for an event, a 5k mm. or a, uh, uh, I don't know, a CrossFit competition, or if you've ever signed up for an event in your life, it is the wildest thing. Like the moment before you you click enter and you put in your credit card. And then the moment after are two very different mindsets. It's the wildest thing before you're like, yeah, whatever. And you, the moment you click enter, you're like, I'm in training mode now. And it is, it is really something. It is wickedly powerful. The moment you make something time bound and it, it will then it will pull you into movement. I think this is a great thing for people to put into their life in any way, shape, and form, man. That's what, this is what you're good at. Setting <laughs> Yeah. You, and then going back to, you got a, a blank slate. You just blew up what you built. Set a freaking smart goal. Yeah. Visualize it. Make sure it's measurable. I is like it tangible? Can you get it? Is it really, is really relevant to you? Is it purposeful for you? Is that going to pull you into motion? And then you, you, Put a time on it. Say, by, by this date, I will achieve this. Man, look out. Add it up. Add it up. Bankroll. Bankroll. Euro. Euro. Peso. Peso. Add it up. Add it up. I'm just doing me.
with uh, our first giveaway. And we can kind of tee this up. We'll talk a little bit more about it in our next podcast. But you are going to tee up somebody for an entire year. Talk to us about this. Yeah. So I'm uh, obviously for, for those of you who have seen the show, the show is the journey of that that an individual goes through and the, the journey of transformation over the course of a year. So, you know, when the show ran its course, one of the one of the biggest problems that I, I actually had and, and heartaches was that um, over the five years that we were doing transformations, every year we would literally get a couple hundred thousand emails from people asking for help that wanted to be a part of the show. We had over 10,000 people just apply, you know, send in videos to be a part of the show. But then when the show starts off, you know, I wrote Chris Powell an email asking for help. People around the world see that and they write in asking for help. And so we collected over a million emails from people asking for help oh, over man. five years. And that hurts. It hurts because we could only select 15 people. So uh, the promise I always made to myself was that when the show runs its course, I will, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to map all of the, the issues that people ran into and all the obstacles that we overcame along the way. And I want to build a virtual platform so that people can transform. And so then, so we did that. And so in 2017, we launched the transform app and it's got 52 life lessons. So every single That's week we, we, we focus on, um, you know, different life lessons where it's like, okay, if you don't have the, the social support that you need from your family, your friends and your loved ones, what do you, what do you do? How do you overcome fear? How do you clean the slate from your past? How do you do all these different things? And so we, we talk about them and, and we, we create tactics to help people through it. So we did that. And of course we, because it's an app, I got to program everything into it so we can create custom meal plans where, you know, you select all of your own meals and we've got I mean, thousands of workouts in there, water tracking and macro tracking and step tracking. And it's amazing community that's grown to over 55,000 It's people. as robust as you want to make your, your workout. It's, it's amazing. That's the thing. It, it, it's, it's a full transformation. It's a holistic approach to it. So we, we created this. And so I would love to just, I would love to give away a year experience on the app, join our community. I'm in there all the time. We're actually running a challenge right now and we do regular challenges. We do giveaways all the time in there. It's, it's a blast. And so where do people find that? Uh, the transform app.com and, and it's constantly evolving. We're, we're making all kinds of changes. In fact, the future of it is really, really cool. I'm, I'm excited to talk about it in, in upcoming podcasts. You've had to blow up a few things to build this new, this new thing. Certainly. Yeah. And, and the transform app is transforming. Actually, the name's going to be changing here pretty soon, but jump on now and you're going to be a part of the whole evolution into where it's going to be going. I like that, man. It's going to be fun. Well, that's it. That's episode number one of I Needed That. Thank you so much for being a part of this experience. Episode number two coming up next week, Chris, where we're going to have your friend Dr. Holly on. What do we uh, want to talk to her about? She, so Dr. Holly, she was the, the head doctor on our show, Extreme Weight Loss on ABC. And not only is she a wealth of knowledge, uh, but she is also like us. I mean, she's she's got this mentality like she's a perpetual student. So she's always learning and growing I just, I love connecting with her on a regular basis. We've been friends for a long time because every time I leave, I'm a better person. I know more about myself. And so I'm excited to bring her on so she can share that that knowledge with you, with me, with, with everybody listening. We're really going to drill down on that three-letter word, why, next week yes. on I Needed That Plus. We are going to bring on a young man who's got a question for you. He's getting into the gym, just starting out as a teenager, and he wants to know about the best things to kind of work through and do. So be thinking about that. I love this stuff. Q&A is my jam. And we will get to it on episode number two next week right here on I Needed That. Have a great day. We did it. We did it. it. Yes. Yes.